Thank you for joining me for this episode of God Talk. And I want to uh, go back a few years as we uh, start this episode off. Specifically, I want to go back to 1962, which was actually 10 years before I was born. So for a lot of you listening to this, you probably uh, you can't go back that far. But I want to go back that far because that is when the U- U.S. Supreme Court banned school-sponsored prayer in public schools. And it was really kind of the start of, probably started a few years before that, but all the way back in the 60s, this push to remove God from schools. Now, honestly, uh, I can see that argument both ways. I certainly wouldn't want, if I was a non-believer, that being forced down my kid's throat. Not too terribly sympathetic to that crowd, but I get it. Um, I really wouldn't want Muslim Islam uh, being shoved down my kid's throat in in school. So uh, I, I definitely can kind of see the benefit of that. But I think with everything, the pendulum swings way too far and uh, anything that looks, melt, tasted like Christianity or those values or, or even the ability of students on their own free will to be able to do that stuff really got curtailed way beyond what, what's right. It's one thing for the school to sponsor it. It's another thing for students to do it. And uh, that has been something that has been blurred quite a bit over the years. There's been a lot of lawsuits over. But I bring all this up because I mentioned in my podcast last week that I was going to kick it up a notch and uh, just start being a little bit more vocal on things again because I just feel like the world uh, in general is becoming complacent again uh, in, uh, in their wickedness. Which, interestingly enough, last week I talked about how, you know what, there's been some signs of some pushback, and that's good. But uh, last, uh, probably about two weeks ago, I put up on the sign around the time that I did this podcast, maybe a little bit before, I put um, I put up on the sign something to the effect of that the ark would have to be a lot bigger nowadays. Now, I knew when I put that up that that wouldn't mean a lot to most people. But for the people who are kind of fed up with what's going on in the world today, and you're familiar familiar with the story of the ark, um, God had him bring two of uh, every animal, male and female, upon the boat. Uh, a little bit more if, if they were clean animals versus unclean animals, but just for the sake of generalization, let's just say that. So it was really a, a pun on, a, a attack on this view of really what is male and what is female, and if you can change gender in uh, all that. Yeah, the Ark would have to be quite a bit bigger. I, I didn't really hear a lot of response on that. Um, in fact, I, most people don't even look at our sign anymore. I think that's partly because I've just been a little bit too um, uh, too calm on it, a little bit too nice, just kind of putting service times and stuff like that on it. Uh, during COVID, I was uh, putting a lot more controversial things on it. Kind of trains people to look at your sign. So part of that's my fault. Uh, part of it is the fault of the fact that our road's been under construction for uh, the last six or seven months, and they pile up everything in front of the sign and everything so far back from the sign, you really can't read it anyways. I've joked around that I put something controversial up there like I'm gay or something. Just even see if anyone's reading it, because I'm not sure anyone's reading it. Uh, but don't worry, I haven't done that, nor will I. But part of me thinks that would be uh, an interesting social experiment to do that. Not to mention just a tad bit funny. Um, but I changed the sign uh, a couple days ago, 
And uh, what I change it to this time, I think it's a little bit more clear than the last one, but I think it's still, you know, a lot of people have to probably think about it. And they're not really sure what I'm talking about. But uh, what I put on the sign this, uh, this a few days ago, which I still haven't heard anything about either, is uh, let's keep Disney out of our schools. Now, I started with talking about uh, the Supreme Court ruling in 1962 about keeping God out of the schools. What happened is we replaced God from the schools with a mouse in our schools. And But the problem is a lot of people really don't know how woke Disney is. In fact, I, I was talking with someone about this the other day, and the person's like, what is woke anyways? So we don't know what the word woke really means. Um, and people are oblivious to uh, just how woke and, and how um, unfamily-like Disney has become. Now, listen, this isn't new for Disney. This goes back at least 20 or 25 years, uh, they were really starting to push the homosexual agenda and, uh, and really kind of, uh, uh, doing things that honestly have broken down the family and been destructive for, uh, society. And people don't really care because, well, everyone loves Disney. And I mean, they have an amazing firework display at the end of like the evening at the park. I mean, mind you, you have to pay a hundred and some bucks to even get in and a 75 bucks for an order of nachos. But what are, I mean, in the name of fun, does it really matter? Um, so, you know, in the same way that we overlook, uh, stupidly crazy ticket prices and honestly, it may be 200 bucks a day and maybe the nachos are a hundred. I don't, I'm not sure, but needless to say, um, don't, don't go there if you're on a tight budget. But in the same way that we're willing to overlook that, for the last 25, if not 30 years, uh, there's been a fundamental change um, as new people take over the company. It's not really a whole lot different than Marvel. Like when when the guy, Stanley or whatever, uh, died, Marvel went woke. And everything on the new Marvel is about gay this, gay that. Um, Whoever it was that uh, bought Harry Potter, it may have been Disney, I can't remember. But, you know, the the last episode now, the the main character is gay. Uh, It's just what you do. I mean, gays, like, it's the new Superman. It's the new, like, spinach for Popeye. If you you don't got it, you need to get it because you, you just... You ain't gonna be what you can be unless you're gay. Hmm. So we've removed God from schools, courthouses, society, and what, and we've replaced it with a mouse that has become increasingly liberal. And no one's really willing to stand up to Disney because they've got so much money and so much power. And if you're if you're a person that doesn't really kind of keep up with politics, uh, I, I say, listen, politics and faith. Um, entertainment and faith, um, everything in faith always are going to intersect. And so you have to be aware of these things. But uh, Governor DeSantis of Florida uh, gave it to Disney over the last week. And man, I, I, I couldn't be happier. I, I, I love this man. I, I can't wait to vote for this man. I, I just hope that Trump doesn't run again because with DeSantis, you have... Uh, so many of those strong convictions that Trump held, but without the narcissism and the e- egotistical pride that uh, people can't stand about Trump. So anyways, DeSantis, uh, he got pretty 
ticked off with Disney because Disney stuck their nose into Florida's business. Now, whoever the current chairman and CEO of Disney is, he's not really well liked on the right or really the left. He wasn't really liked on the left because when Florida came out with their um, uh, uh, not until eight, that is, you are not allowed to teach sexual orientation in school before the third grade. How evil is that? Why would you be teaching sexual orientation to a kindergartner, or first or second or third grader anyways? It was weird enough by the time you got into fifth and sixth grade and they started showing those films. And why would you ever want to teach a diverse sexual orientation? But that's not at the point. You can't even teach normal, healthy, biblical sexual orientation in Florida before the third grade, nor should they. But the left got so upset because, well, Disney, the big supporter of LGBTQ+, whatever, remained silent. They, 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 they weren't like speaking up and speaking out against this evilness that kids, young kids, kids before the third grade aren't allowed to be groomed by the liberal left to become sexually deviant people. In the CEO of Disney, I should have looked up his name just pictures of him. He doesn't look like a strong leader. He looks like a kind of spineless politician that can't stand up for anything. He ends up giving this big uh, apology of how insensitive he was to the real hurts and the needs of this community that makes up what percent of the United States? I don't even know. It used to be like 10% of people were estimated to be gay. I'm sure that's much higher now because it's just it's the new spinach. It's the new Popeye. It's the new Superman. So I don't know what that number is, but once you get into the, you know, QT, LMNOPs, QRSs, Zs, pluses, I, I don't really know, but I, I can't think that, I can't think that we can be talking about, you know, if we're talking transgenders, I mean, yeah, there's a few of them, but it's like the amount of people that have COVID that die of it, you know, you just keep showing pictures of the same 20 people over and over again and all of a sudden you think half the world's that way now listen i get more than one or two people have died of covid but it was never to the number that the media portrayed it they're able that see that's what they're able to do that's how they kind of brainwash us is that they just overemphasize and over amplify either what the problem is or what the argument is and we don't know any different I mean, it's not like we're out there taking polls, but listen, you know who's at your work. You know who's at the kids' soccer games. You know who's at the grocery stores. They're not like transgenders aren't like, they're not like on the produce aisle, the coffee aisle, and the meat aisle when you're at the grocery store. Maybe you'll see one every few months, but come on. But yet, what a political clout they have. Mainly because companies, woke companies like Disney, take up their cause and will shove it down our throats. So Disney came out and spoke out against Florida's Not Before Eight law. Once again, the law is that you can't teach sexual orientation of any kind, normal or abnormal, before the age of eight. And Disney had to get their big 
woke mouth involved in that conversation. And so we finally had a political leader that was willing to stand up to the great and powerful Disney. And so if you aren't real up on what all DeSantis did, DeSantis uh, basically uh, got the legislature to remove Disney's special tax status that they have. Now, the special tax status does a couple things. First of all, Disney's huge and all their parks are huge. It actually encompasses a significant part of two counties. But in those counties, the counties don't really own the land. They don't run the land. They don't receive any tax revenue off the land. Disney taxes itself. They provide their own ambulance service, their own hospitals. They provide their own water service, um, their own uh, police department. Um, they, uh, it's almost a little bit like a, an Indian reservation um, where they're just kind of autonomous and they don't pay taxes. And so that has been revoked. And in June of uh, 2023, so a year and a month or two from now, um, that's going to be gone. Now, what that means for the state of Florida is that they're going to have to start providing all those infrastructure needs, which, frankly, are going to be quite significant. But I've said, listen, the right decision, my Easter message was, or my Good Friday message was, you know, the right decision's hardly ever the easy decision. It's not the easy decision to do that. The easy decision is to let them keep running their mouths and keep brainwashing people. The harder decision is, listen, we're going to have to, we're going to have to take over, like, running the services to, to the land that Disney owns and the Disney parks. Listen, that's, that's formidable. But in addition to that, though, now they'll get to collect the tax revenue. And so the liberal left is talking about how, you know, this could cost Floridians millions of dollars. And if it does, so be it. There is a cost for what's right. There's a cost that we're paying to send arms to Ukraine, and we should. There's a cost that we're paying for, you know, refusing Russian gas or all the different things that we're doing. And it's something we should pay. It's just the right thing to do. Now, I don't think it's really going to amount to that. I think it's scare tactics. It's the same thing when Abbott's bussing people up to uh, Washington, D.C., MSNBC and all the liberals, what they do is they write articles. Do you know how much it costs to charter these buses? And do you know that they stop at every McDonald's along the way and they uh, provide all the food for them? Blah, 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 blah. Good. And then drop them off and let them be the problems of the people who think it's not a problem just having open borders and and letting them into the country uh, illegally. So sometimes it's not about the money. In fact, normally it's not about the money. But the left knows people listen to the money and that's why they threaten boycotts because if you hit someone in the pocketbook, then they're going to acquiesce. And so there's all these fears that if, you know Florida is going to uh, have all this additional cost because of uh, who cares? Because it's going to cost Disney a ton of money. And good for DeSantis for doing it. Good for you know some Republican leaders standing up and speaking up for what is right. Even on the whole open border thing, uh, there's like ten Democratic senators that have broken with Biden. Good. Some of this stuff shouldn't be Republican and Democrat. It's it's friggin' common sense. 
I was uh, reading an article the other day as this was all going down, and this was from Keith Oberman. Uh, he's a former uh, MN, MSNBC uh, host, and uh, he tweeted this, which is interesting in and of itself, because if you're not aware, tr- tweet, uh, Twitter is going to, well, it's going to hell in a handbasket, because now that Elon Musk has bought it, um, it the, the world as we know it is, um, is, is going to pop, because we actually have now a more conservative-minded person that is over a major media organization and uh, the left isn't going to be able to use Twitter to brainwash people anymore and to silence people on the right. It, it is a it is a dire and dim day uh, for humanity. So anyways, Keith Oberman tweeted, not sure if he tweets anymore, uh, but he was tweeting a week ago, uh, but he says, a simple solution to Governor Ron DeSantis's attack on businesses, especially Disney, The company should close the current Walt Disney World in Florida, tear it down, and build it in a new and better facility in a nearby state not run by religious zealot buffoons. Because that that is what Governor DeSantis is. That's what Donald Trump is. All they are is religious zealot buffoons. That's really what comes to my mind as well. These are some really religious zealot, well, buffoons. You know what? The people on the left are the buffoons, and they're the buffoons because they don't—they don't even know what's natural. They don't even know what's good. They, in the name of helping uh, minorities and supporting Black Lives Matter, more black people are being killed by black people ever. They're staying impoverished because of the left's policies that want to keep them there. They just want their vote. They don't want like them to improve their lives? Who's the buffoon? It's the left. They don't even know what's normal. Animals know the difference between male and female, but somehow the left in this country doesn't. I am so excited about what uh, Governor DeSantis is doing. The only thing that I guess I struggle with a little bit is why, why is the church not in the lead in some of this stuff? Why, listen, I've been praying for a long time that God would raise up political leaders to do this because no one's really going to listen to religious leaders. But it would be nice to hear some of this coming from churches, but they don't. You know, there's really been a pushback to this whole woke thing. I'm laughing because I, a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, I put on the sign, woke is broke. I remember people begging me to not put it on the sign because it would be so inflammatory. You know what? A year and a half ago, anyone with common sense could have seen the, talk about buffoon, the insanity of the whole woke movement. I, I was just really one of the first that was willing to put it out there and, and to say it. Now lots of people are saying it. Still churches aren't saying it. But at least political leaders are starting to say it. You know, it, it's time for um, it's time for the church and church leaders to have a little bit of, of intestinal fortitude. It, listen, it's a fine line. I don't want to be one of these pastors that's always yelling and shouting. I might do it on the podcast. I'm not going to do it uh, so much in church on Sundays. I mean, I do do it a little bit, but not in a way that it would put off a normal person. A reasonable person. So churches need to not be just like spewing all kinds of hatred towards the left and that, but we need to spew a hatred towards uh, wrong policy and policy that destroys our country, destroys our families, destroys our marriages, 
and destroys our lives, yeah, we better be a little bit vocal about that. I don't know where you go to church. If you go to Light of the World, then you know what? Encourage me. Encourage me to keep doing it because sometimes, you know, you get a little flack, you get a little feedback. If you go to a different church and your pastor's not doing it, encourage them to do that. Because if the church isn't going to speak up for common sense, basic, God-created, biblical common sense, are we expecting the political leaders to do it? The church needs to be right there along their side, supporting them and reframing what reality is. Because far too long, God and the church have been put out, pushed out of school and out of the marketplace out of media, and out of society. And we've been replaced by a woke mouse. And I don't know about you, but it's time to uh, uh, to move forward with a little bit of an offensive. The Ukraine can stand up to the mighty Russia. We can stand up to the mighty left. So speak up, stand up, and keep fighting the good fight. May God bless you, and I look forward to talking to you next week.